Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Why are conservatives bad, Mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve. <laughs> they actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move. Russia has joined with China. Okay. <laughs> the USA is a mess. This is not real. It's just a dream. Please, please wake up. I asked myself today, I said, do we really even have a government? And what kind of government is it? I told you that the left and the media would conspire to try to distract you from the Oversight Committee's press conference and their latest findings of the Biden, what they're calling the Biden crime family. And the people on the left are saying that it is a uh, politically motivated. That's that's the word from the influential uh, tabloids, New York Times, Washington, it's all just politically motivated. But by the same token, everything, the shoe dropped on Trump's case, which took all the oxygen out of the room. It's uh, the, the number one headline. And then, of course, Representative or Congressman Santos is being charged with a whole list of crimes that would probably be more appropriate for Hunter Biden and possibly President Biden. But all of this, uh, as an example, I went to Drudge an hour after Comer gave his live conference detailing all of this money that Joe Biden has been making from various countries just for showing up, peddling influence while he was vice president. And yet what's making the headlines a Drudge? George Santos, a know-nothing first-term congressman who eked his way into Congress uh, because he looks good. And it's interesting because I, I had a chuckle when I saw the Babylon Bee headline read, Breaking George Santos Arrested 534 Members of Congress Still at Large. I, I, I might be showing my ignorance here, but it seems to me that they don't care about Santos. They just want to use him as a distraction and also to try to win maybe a, a seat in in the House. I don't know. Uh, but everything that Santos has done is despicable, but it's not out of the ordinary if you're a politician. Like, like Gregory House said, everybody lies. Everybody lies. Biden's been lying to the Americans since he's been in, in, in the Senate because he keeps changing his story. He tells everyone that, everyone that he doesn't discuss business with Hunter. I guess not. Everything comes via wire through a third party. So, But how could Biden sit up there with a straight face and tell the world that he knows nothing of what's happening? This is bigger than when I, when I saw the press conference today, and I'll play a little bit of it. I'm going to post the whole entity. Of, I'm going to post the entirety of it. To me, this is as big, if not bigger, than, than, uh, than Watergate. Much bigger. This is a man who was running around the world giving influence. I'll just play a little bit of, of just a, 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 hair, a snippet. It's about 15 minutes long. I can't play the whole thing, but I'll put it on the website, speakingoutamerica.com. I'll put it up there a little bit later. But here is Secretary, uh, uh, Congressman Comer uh, giving uh, a, a repudiation to the Biden crime family for peddling influence around the world with countries while promoting anti-corruption. 
That's the irony. Listen to this. To begin. Comer out now with that pay-to-play scheme he calls with the Biden family. Let's listen to what he has now. That we began last Congress. I want to be clear. This committee is investigating President Biden and his family on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. This committee has a duty to ask questions and pursue the facts no matter where they take us. Through the committee's investigation, we intend to provide transparency to the American people and reach legislative solutions. In only four months since obtaining subpoena authority, we have made astonishing progress. Today, we'll talk about that progress. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates' account that funneled the Biden's money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. In fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. This is a pattern of influence peddling. This appears separate from any payment Hunter received from his work connecting this individual to a U.S. law firm. We'll also provide further information regarding the Biden's relationship with China. This includes two individuals the committee is particularly concerned about. One of them, Yu Jinming, had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and operated a multi-billion dollar energy company with access to large sums of money. We'll discuss how the Bidens received millions of dollars from this individual through the use of shell companies and wire transfers. In March, the committee released its first bank records memorandum that showed a Biden associate, Rob Walker, used his company to funnel money from the Chinese to various Biden family members. Now, again, I ask at the very beginning of the program, is this is this a legitimate country? This man is the sitting president of the United States of America. And prior to that, he was the vice president of the United States of America. Now, he didn't know that eventually he would be president. I don't think that was even anywhere in the vicinity of his slowly eroding mind. But he became president, so all of this stuff now has to come to light. And maybe he's forgotten most of it. Maybe he's chosen to forget most of it. But these are high crimes. This is not a man who is investigating his political opponent and sending in, you know, secret taping machines. And that was considered, you know, very, uh, a huge violation of the American trust. This is a man who whored out his country, plain and simple. And he used his son. I mean, in, in many ways, uh, 
Joe Biden is a black hole. Anybody who gets involved with him uh, is sure to get into some kind of trouble. There would be people be put in jail. Hunter should be in jail now. And yet he's flying around with his father, living in the White House. And is Obama aware of Joe Biden's influence peddling? Was he aware of the checks that were being wired to his vice president during his tenure? Is, is If he doesn't know, I guess he could assume a plausible deniability. But if he did know, what are the implications of the president knowing that his vice president is peddling influence around the country and around the globe, especially with corrupt countries like Romania? Uh, and then, of course, there's Ukraine. We know all about Burisma and the fact that Hunter was paid handsomely to sit on the board and do nothing because he has no experience in energy or petroleum. And uh, that was what was hidden in the laptop amongst all the pornography and the videos of him doing drugs and entertaining hookers. So essentially, everything that they wanted to go after Donald Trump for, they can go after Biden for. But the establishment is protecting him because he's on their side. I'm sh- I'm just ashamed. I'm just absolutely ashamed. My head, my head just, you know, I, I'm looking down going, man, what other countries must think of us? I think Jim Jordan really wrapped it up quite succinctly. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on that, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign. So much so the Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist. We want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? Why not come clean? Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Again, the fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? Why did, why did Joe Biden's brother, why did Joe Biden's sister-in-law, why did Joe Biden's son, why did so many family members get the money? What did they do to, re- to warrant receipt of that money? That's the fundamental question. And that is one that we all need to answer. Or at least he needs to answer, if you ask me. I think that this is, uh, again, this is so big that I can barely wrap my head around it. And I'm going to try to spend a little bit more time on it this hour so that you also understand the implications. I, I would say this much right now. I would say that the chances of Joe Biden winning re-election have now dropped to zero. This is not going to be hidden. The media is not going to be able to wash this under the rug. I guarantee you, they will not be able to wash this under the rug. Probably the most egregious act of any current president uh, hiding and covering up his previous uh, derelictions of duty. And this is while he was receiving a paycheck from you and me, the American taxpayer. Hey, we've got Gwyneth uh, stopping by. She's our leadership counsel. She'll be along. Also, we're going to talk about Bill Gates and an interesting shift away from climate change. We'll get to that in just a moment.
Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Our website is speakingoutamerica.com, as is the podcast. I am your host, JR, and we are on CRN Talk Monday through Friday, uh, not only from 5 to 6 p.m., but now an extra airing from noon to 1 p.m., and that's Pacific time. And uh, as we mellow out and join in, I, I, I tell you, it's just uh, this thing today, just I, I knew it was coming. I just wanted to see how the rest of the world would react, and so far, uh, from the left, the the left is going to do a really good job of, of hiding this whole thing. But the press conference, according to Comer, speaking earlier today, that while Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, he was getting paid a million dollars for influence. Does that sound right to you? Guy goes over to Romania. I mean, of all places, Romania, what, what relevance does, and he's telling them that they need to clean up their act as far as, and then he's taking money on the side. Uh, five weeks after Romania's president visited Washington and met with then Vice President Biden, an entity called Bladen Enterprises Limited, reportedly Gabriel Papaviciu Cypriot Company, used to do business in Romania. And they started depositing funds, eventually totaling more than $3 million into the Robinson Walker LLC account one of at least 15 companies owned or created by Biden Associates after Joe Biden became vice president. After the transfers from Bladen to Robinson Walker, bank accounts owned by members of Biden's family received approximately $1.083 million from Robinson Walker LLC while Joe Biden was vice president. So he was, he was, he had a little bit of a side hustle going on, didn't he? That's what he had. Yeah, a little bit of a side hustle. But the, the the sadness, of course, obviously, is that he peddled influence, and there's cases now that tie him directly or indirectly to the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. It wouldn't be so... Uh, it, it, on its own, it's quite upsetting, politically speaking. There's no way that he would should even be allowed to run for president. I think he should be impeached. I think they should start impeachment proceedings right away. If the Republicans had any courage whatsoever, they have the proof, they have the evidence, they can follow the, the breadcrumbs, and more and more of this is starting to flesh itself out. Right now, what's happening, it's going through the process of review by all the journalists, Town Hall News, John Solomon, uh, Breitbart, they're all looking at the evidence that was presented today by the Oversight Committee. And they're now going to represent it to the people who read their papers. So you'll read about it in the Federalist tomorrow. You'll get the load. You'll get all the details. And people are going to be sitting there scratching their head. And they're going to be amazed, absolutely amazed, that Biden was able to pull this off. But Biden was just the front man. And, and, and Jim Jordan is right. What did he do for them? That's that's the answer that we need from Joe Biden. But we won't get it. Joe Biden will take this to his grave. He's got too much pride. He's counting on the Justice Department, as they did with a Hunter Biden laptop in uh, the, the the days before the election. He He's expecting people to cover. And he's probably peddling influence in doing so. If you'll help me now, I, I won't forget you. 
And we know this stuff happens all the time. Uh, we know that Congress and Senate members will get, you know, cashing in on stocks because they're making new legislation that might affect a particular company's stock performance. And we just had an incident not too long ago where a congresswoman made a lot of money selling short a company just on the heels of new legislation that would have made it harder for that company to stay in business. And, um, and, and so every time now that I see, like ABC News, I, I've already ad- adapted. I know that everything that they're saying is not true. Yesterday they came out, for example, they came out with a story saying that women at the age of 40 now need to get breast exams for cancer. Why? I never heard this. I didn't read about it anywhere, but it came right from ABC News. And we know that their editorial board must, they get the information from Big Pharma, who then promotes the fact that women have to go get treated. You know what happens. Women go get treated. Oh, we think there's something that might be there. We need you to do this. We need you to do that. But what they don't say is, and, and what, why is cancer uh, rising in younger women? What's causing that? That's what ABC News doesn't tell you. What could possibly be causing a rise in, in brain uh, cancer in women? Could it be a vaccine with spike proteins, perhaps? What about mental illness? How many people now are suffering from mental illness? Why? Why are they suffering so much? There are more people now taking antidepressants than any time proportionally in all of history. We spend more money, more money on healthcare in this country per capita, and yet we are the sickest people on the planet. What does that tell you? Did you ever read uh, uh, Wallach's Dead Doctors Don't Lie? Great book. It's like doctors in, in many cases are, are like uh, dart, you know, people that play darts. They just aim and shoot and hope that they got it right. And so these institutions now, ABC News, they're just spewing propaganda given to them by Big Pharma. Or and then the next day it'll be they'll they'll show you a picture of Trump and there'll be a, a person in the back holding a sign that says Trump is a racist. That's all by design. That's all to condition people into accepting and believing the narrative. Oh, you need to go to the doctor as often as possible. They need to make sure that you're healthy. But your doctor never asked you about your nutritional intake, how much exercise you get, do they? What kind of foods you eat? All they care about is, well, did anybody in the last 10 years of, or the last 100 years in your family have cancer? Oh, you've got a predisposition to cancer. Uh, anyway, so I just, again, there's great disappointment. Because we're supposed to be able to trust these people. We're supposed to be able to trust these people, and we cannot. All right, in a moment, we're going to talk about the, uh, oh, Trump is speaking. Yep, Trump is speaking on CNN. Uh, Can't wait for the tapes on that one. I wonder how many plants there'll be in office or, or, or in the audience, you know, asking questions to try to trump him up. No pun intended. Well, maybe there is some pun intended. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. We want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. 
and leading the United States efforts in these countries. This is the end, beautiful friend. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is Speaking Out America with JR. Join us online at speakingoutamerica.com. I was talking to the boss man a couple days ago and he said, Jim, can you sometimes throw in some good stuff too, like fun stuff? I'm like, what? People want to know what's going on in the world. Yeah, you know, lighten it up just once in a while. Life is not so miserable, is it? And I kind of had a little bit of a point there. There are other things going on in the world. For example, I got to spend two hours watching my granddaughter play softball, female softball. And that was really fun. And they didn't do very well. I think the final score was 17 to 1. But, you know, that's okay. They're out there. They're they're bringing their game. So, shall we talk about the border? Can we talk about how we have 100,000 people from Central America, most of whom... We're not even sure who they are. They're coming into our country. It's, 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 uh, you know, if I wouldn't, uh, if I didn't know better, I would say we're being invaded. It looks like an invasion. I mean, I've seen some of the pictures. It looks like an invasion to me. Are we being invaded and we just don't know about it? I mean, imagine if the headline read U.S. invaded. <laughs> what if that was the, what was, you know, the news ticker, wouldn't it be the news ticker U.S. invaded today? Hundreds of thousands of Central Americans, Haitians, some Chinese nationals, all invading, and we don't know where they're going. And they asked uh, Biden earlier, and he said, oh, it's, there's going to be chaos, no no doubt about that. Not much we can do. Mayorkas, meanwhile, he's busy blaming the previous administration and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that Kamala Harris is supposed to be in charge of the situation. <laughs> if that's what being in charge is, uh, we need to call Larrabee. Remember that one from Get Smart? The chief would always yell at Max, Max, I'm going to fire you. No, you won't. Because Larrabee will take over. He's even worse. But the amount of uh, attention to Representative Santos is conspicuous because it clearly is a distraction from and the Trump trial too, by the way. And I made my my uh, statements very clear. They have elevated a grope for sexual battery. That's the technical name for groping. And, and in no way am I diminishing harm, real harm done to real women who really do get a sexual battery and they really do face violence what that what i suspect happened uh 
was a tryst gone wry. Maybe an assumption made by Donald Trump that he's just so hot that he could put his hands on anyone. And that was a, in 1996, not something that was uncommon, unfortunately. Is it worth $5 million? The woman wants her, uh, you know, when she says she wants her life back, do you think that she's going to just let this go and move on? No, you got a book coming, a movie deal. If she really wanted her life back, she would get out of the limelight. But you see who she's surrounded with. And those people are just going to continue to see how much farther they, they can dig. And Trump has a, obviously, a clear target on his back. And even uh, John Carl said it on ABC News last night, in case you didn't figure it out on your own. He clearly said this will have an effect on some Trump voters, especially the ones like uh, that guy in Utah, Romney, uh, and never Trumpers looking for yet another excuse. But at the end of the day, we know that it's a political target. That's all it's ever been with Trump. He has had a target on his back since he came down that escalator back in June 20, whatever it was, 15. So now this latest thing with Representative Santos, the New York Republican, infamous for fabricating key parts of his life story, was arrested Wednesday on federal criminal charges ahead of an expected court appearance. The indictment says Santos induced supporters to donate to a company under the false pretense that the money would be used to support his campaign. Instead, it says he used it for personal expenses, including luxury designer clothes and to pay off his credit cards. I'm pretty sure that there was that charge made towards Ilan Omar as well. She was using her finances uh, to do things as well. But that never went anywhere because huh, why? She doesn't pose a threat to the system. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not even a fan of George Santos. He reminds me of the kind of person that gets into politics. He's an opportunist. And he wouldn't be the first congressperson to lie on their bona fides. So what else is going on in the world? Again, I went down the list yesterday of fake news and true news, and Santos is fake news. It's just a distraction. It's to get, I mean, Drudge, Drudge ran, ran with it yesterday. It was the number one headliner on their website. And that's supposed to be a pro-Trump website. They didn't mention anything about the, uh, the Comey press conference today. But that's okay. That story will work itself out over time. You know it will. And it is the end. I, there's no way that, that Biden can... If, if, if there's no justice here, I'll tell you something. You know, we as human beings are moral. We are moral. Uh, God has endowed us with the ability to know right and wrong when we see it. And along with that morality is a desire for justice. If we do not see justice, then we as human beings are rightfully repugnant. We are morally repugnant when we don't see someone paying for their sins. And we get angry. And we learn that we can no longer trust those very institutions that expect us to give allegiance. So if Joe Biden skates on all of the, 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 the business dealings he was doing on the, on the taxpayer's dole, getting paid by the taxpayers for being a vice president, and then selling influence, peddling influence, then there is no justice. And that there is no real integrity to the United States because if they're allowed to do it this time, 
what kind of signal we will become nothing better than Romania or Ukraine. And I wonder sometimes, you know, are we someday going to find out that all that money that's being shipped to Ukraine now to help fight a war, if some of that money doesn't find its way into the Biden family bank account? Are we sure that that's not already happening? Or is this just a big setup so that when Biden does fall from grace, he'll have at least one country that will take him in when he finally has exile, if he lives that long? I mean, they could put this guy out to pasture pretty quick and just say, he refuses to see anybody or answer any questions. And that's what he's doing right now. He, I think he realizes the jig is up. What do you think? By the way, if you want to email the show, if you have questions or comments, uh, the best way to do it is speaking out America at gmail.com speaking out America at gmail.com. Uh, did we talk about COVID? Is it ending? Is it over the U S COVID health emergency? What has changed? The U S government, on Thursday, we'll end, we'll end the COVID-19 public health emergency that allowed millions of Americans, notice the verbiage, allowed, how about extorted millions of Americans to receive vaccines, tests, and treatments at no cost. The emergency is also tied to telehealth flexibilities, Medicaid enrollment safeguards, and the ability of government health agencies to collect data on the spread of COVID. Here is what will change. There will be now a cost for vaccines and tests, and treatments. The government will no, no longer pay for you to go unless your insurance covers it. Uh, for most people, vaccines will remain free because uh, most uh, health care plans cover it. What else will change? Uh, the government has launched a $1 billion program to ensure that people without insurance continue to get vaccines. And uh, will it affect data collection? The U.S., CDC will have less authority to collect certain types of health data. And I, I am almost convinced that this, what that means is that they'll no longer track adverse effects from vaccines that will no longer be their priority. And they may not even be required to do it. I think they may have to because of the nature and they want to make vaccines an annual thing for kids. So that remains to be seen. But the bottom line is that the U.S. now, as the the World Health Organization did last year, they will just call it call it a day. Uh, the COVID pandemic is officially over in the United States of America. JR here will continue with Speaking Out America. And don't forget our website, speakingoutamerica.com. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I'm JR. We the people and all we do reserve the right to scream. Wear your mask, take your pills. Now a whole generation's mentally ill. Man, I, uh, I I did, in fact, edit that, so it's a clean version, but that's, of course, Kid Rock and Let's Go Brandon. Uh, I'm not usually a fan of this kind of music, but I, it's catchy. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun to watch uh, Biden squirm out of this one. I, I will take great delight, I, I must say. 
uh, revenge is mine, saith the Lord, but that doesn't, doesn't mean I can't watch it and enjoy it. So, um, interesting twist of events going on. Uh, I told you I've given enough evidence, I think, on this program to dispel any belief that you might have that man is causing the climate to warm. Uh, somebody pointed out rather succinctly that during the pandemic, when human beings were producing the least amount of carbon, the temperature didn't change at all. And uh, it has also been pointed out by climatologists that if the earth itself produces 97% of carbon, then how does what we produce have any negligible effect on the earth? What is the, the rest of the carbon doing? So those two pieces of information, I'm not saying that there's no climate change. I'm not saying that the earth maybe isn't getting warmer or more tropical, or maybe we're having longer warming seasons. I don't know. I'm not a climatologist, but I am a practical thinker. And when you consider the fact that our own the deputy of interior wants to spend upwards to $30 trillion, which is by the way, what we currently have a debt at. So let's just double our debt uh, in order to fight climate change when he can't even answer how much we would reduce the, in, in uh, the temperature of the earth. If we were to stop all carbon production now, and the answer is 0.25%, by the way, that's a verifiable answer. So all of this is about destroying economies, re redistributing wealth, getting their, their grubby little hands on our, uh, you know, on our energy so that they can control the means of distribution. Uh, it's, it's more nefarious than you can possibly imagine. And they will use it just the way that they use COVID to control people's behavior. Uh, for example, what car you can buy, gas stoves. Uh, they're now pressuring Joe Biden to uh, put a, a, a stove, a gas stove czar. <laughs> Can you believe that? And it's all about money. You know that. But all of this has been a push towards sustainable, renewable energy, windmills, solar panels. But what's happening is that the insiders, the people that have to crunch the numbers, are realizing that we're never going to get 30% or more energy out of renewables. And it's actually more destructive. We're learning now that making batteries is destructive to mother nature. So while we might solve one problem, we're actually creating another because we're just ravaging the land and raping the soil and all for naught. But some people are starting to get the idea that if they're smart, they're not going to continue on with this charade. They're going to pivot in another direction, i.e. Bill Gates, who is one of the premier funders of the climate initiative. So the other night it caught my attention when Rebecca Jarvis, who is the financial editor for ABC News, uh, came up with this interview story with Bill Gates. And in it, Bill Gates talks about two things. It was sort of set up as, oh, here's Bill Gates talking about the dangers of AI, which we'll get to, artificial intelligence. But what was also interesting is he's up in some remote area of, where is it, Wyoming, Montana? And he is in the process of building a nuclear power plant. Nuclear power plant. Not more windmills, not more 
solar panels, not geo, no, nuclear. That's a pivot. That's a major pivot. That's a way of saying the sustainable energy is not sustainable. And, you know, take it from Bill Gates because he's got more money than anybody, except for maybe who has more money here? Elon Musk or who's the guy over there? Bezos, Bezos. Well, he's in the top three, no question. And so here's Bill Gates and the story that Jarvis, and they talk about AI in the beginning, but they'll get to the point about nuclear. And, and this is groundbreaking. What this means is that it's a fallacy. The whole green energy sustainability movement is a fallacy because the smarter people know that if you really look at the science, uh, people have been getting, what's that word? They've been getting boondoggled. Listen to this. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman told me he's a little bit scared about this technology. Are you scared? We're all scared that a bad guy could grab it. The White House, the administration, regulators here in the U.S. Do you think they're up to speed? Not yet. They're not ready. Not yet. I mean, why are they not ready? You're never going to have every politician understanding it. But how do you build up a capacity to for health applications, for education, to review things? The government has a role to play here. You know, they won't be the experts, but they have to be part of that discussion. Yeah, the experts are going to be the one that advise the politicians on the policies. So we talked about that yesterday about artificial intelligence being able to pick out certain algorithms to try to determine who's mentally ill and who isn't. That's one application of AI. Another application, like you said, is in other professions where you could have papers written. You could just do a lot more research much quicker. And that's a good benefit. But, But now you've got AI that can create certain kinds of viruses and malware that are unbreakable. Uh, And that's where the danger is. If someone could actually shut off the electric grid of the United States coming up with a a virus like they've been doing to hospitals and corporations, you know, you get these people who somehow lock your systems. That happens all the time. AI is is like this, but on steroids. So, yeah, he's right. We're we're not we don't know how how to handle this kind of technology. It's frightening. But to stop it would to give would be to give our adversaries an upper hand because they're going to continue. And I would be willing to bet that China is already leaps and bounds ahead. Uh, I, I assume that the Chinese have a dossier on me and you should assume the same for you. Even if you're not a state actor, you're, you're in a file somewhere. If your kid uses TikTok and you own that phone, your information is in China. There's no question. Now, do they have a reason to use it? Not yet. But if you become a prominent business person later in life or you have connections, they might just pull your file out. I, I, is this beyond the realm of possibility? So, yeah, AI is very dangerous, especially when you have nut nutcases. It's the same principle for the atom bomb. You know, we we developed it. We launched it. We dropped it. And uh, we were told it was to end the war, but then it started the arms race. And now you have every crackpot in the world wanting a nuclear bomb. So the clock is ticking on that, and that should be of great concern. What would be even of greater concern is if AI is somehow able to start a nuclear war. 
and that remains to be seen. So Bill Gates is right to be concerned. But then he shifts to the conversation about uh, other things, uh, about nuclear. Listen. And just as Gates has seen with nuclear, getting it right when the stakes are so high takes time. You've put billions of dollars towards this project. Why are you so committed to nuclear energy? Well, nuclear energy, uh, if we do it right, will help us solve our climate goals. What do you say to the critics who say it's expensive, there are the safety and security issues, and then there's the issue of radioactive waste, which lasts thousands of years? Yes, today's plants are way too expensive. The economic challenge, you know, we just have to change. We've solved all the uh, areas where there have been safety challenges. And we have dramatically less waste, but every one of those areas you mentioned, there are valid concerns that TerraPower has to show that, that we've solved. That was a very edited interview, and it kind of frustrated me because they never talked about solar and wind and sustainability, but that's not where we have the victory. The victory here is that you have one of the leading entrepreneurial business leaders in the country, in the world, and he is pivoting away from sustainable energy to the degree where he's investing billions of his own money into nuclear. Nuclear. How often do you hear about nuclear? You even heard Rebecca Jarvis objecting. What about, you can't have radio waste. But you see, eventually the truth arises. Eventually, even if you're hard-headed enough, like some of these people who are just absolutely convinced that we have to get rid of carbon, the smarter ones among us understand that carbon reduction, zero emissions is not going to get us to where we need to be. The fact of the matter is we have 8 billion people on the planet and you need to feed them and they need electricity and they need power. Otherwise, you're just going to create mass poverty. And that's where we're headed if we continue with this zero emissions policy that the president has. So it is a small victory, even perhaps an imperceptible victory, that you have Bill Gates pivoting away from sustainables and towards nuclear, which many have advocated to be the solution all along. Keep our fingers crossed. I'm JR. Thanks for joining me on Speaking Out America. Join me online at speakingoutamerica.com and join me here 5 to 6, Monday through Friday, Pacific Time on crntalk.com. You just want us to spend $50 trillion and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperature.